0: This is the MMA Takes podcast. MMA Takes podcast with your host Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Ooh. Oh man, it feels good. It feels good to be back. Welcome to the MMA Takes podcast. Uh, listen, we we did the uh, we did the award show. It was a lot of fun. We ran a little long. I apologize. You know, hour and a half, but it was it was good content. We gave it a lot of awards. Nine awards. Um, that's what I need to do. I need to pull up the Twitter. I'm going to announce the, uh, the winners from the, the, from the poll results. Um, yeah, this is going to be, you know, usually I always do a recap show. I rarely, rarely, rarely ever do. Um, oh fuck. Um, I just logged on the Twitter and UFC fighter, Erwin Rivera, who is, you know, had some good fights, debuted against Giga Chikats. Uh, he fought uh, Andre Yule. Uh, MMA Fighting's reporting. UFC fighter Erwin Bear jailed on charges of first-degree premeditated murder. Whoa. That's, um, I'm assu- if that's in Florida, that's fucking death penalty, bro. What the fuck? His mugshot does not look great. I heard only good things about this kid in the gym, about, like, his motor and how good he was. But, fuck. That is, uh... <laughs> that's, that's terrible that is terrible anyway um yeah this show we're gonna preview the, the the three fights coming up we got one on the 16th we got one on the 20th and we got one on the 23rd i won't talk about every fight i'll talk about some fights uh you know we'll go over the holidays what, what happened on the holidays uh i mean i don't know I, I don't know what i'm gonna talk about i got i got uh i got some things to talk about i guess right we'll see we'll see where this goes you know i never know i will start with this this is at the tip of my mind um again we're on the trust tree I love you guys I love everyone who listens um so as you know I'm a, you know, I don't want to keep bringing it up but I have to address it I bought the Apple headphones 550 dollars I love Apple I whenever they put a first generation out whether it be iPhone the original airPods um my grandfather had or still has the Uh, You know, for collectors, Mac 1 and 2. He used to sell them out of his house. So, I'm a big Apple guy, right? Grew up with him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't don't like the headphones. (laughs) Oh, listen. I bought Sony's right before they released the Apple's. I bought the Apple's because I love them. Tried them on the podcast. Had to go out and spend $35 on a different cable so they can work wired with my setup. And... um. And they just they just didn't sound great when I did the podcast. I you know I put them on. I did some. I did the the award show with it. I hopped on with Manpreet. We'll talk about that in a second. And May Lock in the night. I had them on um, really for clout, right? Kids are saying clout, right? I did it so people can be like, oh, this motherfucker's got. They just don't sound that great for what I need them for. Now when they're hooked up to my phone and I'm laying in bed, the noise cancellation is one of the best I've ever heard. Um, but these Sony's that are I got them for three hundred. They're usually three fifty. So two hundred fifty dollars less. The ones I'm currently wearing are far superior than the than the apples. And I and and uh, it hurts. So now I'm in the point now where it's like, do I admit feet? Do I sell them? Because I I don't collect a lot of things. At least I I'm, I'm not sentimental about my stuff. I sell most of my stuff. Sometimes I'll hang on to something, um, especially later in life now that I'm getting older. I get a little more sentimental with my stuff. Well, you know, that's what kids do, does to you. But, you know, I had the first iPhone, cracked the screen. It's uh, I lived on UC's campus at the time with eight of my buddies. Had the very first iPhone. And at the time, when you know, back in 20, was it 2007? What was it yeah. 2007, when I was the only guy with an iPhone, you know, that's a conversation starter, okay? I'm not saying I, I got laid off it. I, I didn't bang any chicks off of it, but I got a ton of numbers just pulling out that fucking iPhone. I'm telling you, all these idiots with flip phones back in the I fucking pulled out an iPhone. Um, but uh buddy of mine cr- fucking took his arm home, arm wrestled him, hey, geez! just snapped his fucking shoulder in half, and he tried to tackle me from the back. I mean, my takedown offense is flawless. And my thigh went into the couch, right? Where my, right where my cell phone's at, my jeans. We go to the bar. I stick my hand in my pocket to pull the old, oh, here's a, here's a cute chick. Let me pull my iPhone out. Let her know I got a fucking iPhone and a glass all in my pocket. And then my dumb ass didn't get it fixed. I let it sit on my windowsill. I went and got a fucking new phone. Let it sit on my windowsill. Beer, fucking vomit, throw up, cum, whatever. All got all over this phone. When I moved out to move back home, I looked at it and it wasn't it wasn't that cracked that bad. I should have got a fix. I should have had it on my shelf. It's collector's item, very first iPhone, and I fucking threw it away like a goddamn idiot. So I kicked myself on that just a little bit. So if I sell these, because they're very hard to get, I looked on Apple today. People still can't get them till March. If I sell them, obviously they're expensive, so I'm gonna I'm gonna recoup some money. But also i I might, you know, my little sentimental old ass might be like, you know what? I kind of, I kind should have hung on to them. Those are the first generations AirPod Max, or yeah, AirPod Max. However, the fucking Sony's are far superior. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I don't know. Thing about me though is, is I'm not stubborn enough. If I'm going to go spend a lot of money on something like I did. I'm not going to be like, no, they're perfect, even when I hate them, right? Uh, no, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that they suck, and, and 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 they're and they're great for what they are. They're just not great for what I do. I have studio recording headphones, which are cool, but I want um, something like these Sony's, where you can literally have them Bluetooth. I mean, they're, they're just incredible. They're, the the Sony's are unreal. Um, no more headphone talk. Let's get into just I don't know. Get into what? What are we going to do? We got a lot to talk about. This might run a little long. I feel like talking to you guys. Right? I, I feel. My wife just made an incredible pot roast. I don't like a lot of beef. I don't eat a ton of beef. I eat a lot of chicken. I eat a lot of turkey. I like burgers, um, but I don't eat them super often. But she made a roast, a pot roast. And, oh, boys, unreal. One of my favorite meals of all time. She's made it before in the past. And uh, it's been a while, you know. And she's got fucking the kid strapped to her chest. She's got the other one running around. And she's fucking making pot roast. And it, and she, I, I was speeding crock pot and all goddamn day so good so i'm energized i'm ready to fucking go boys i'm ready to go for the show uh, a lot to talk about first things first i should have brought this up on the award show shout out man pre-mma lock of the night um if you don't know if you listen to me you should obviously know this guy he's a pretty big uh handicapper on mma twitter very nice guy um first time i heard of him was on the anakin florian he's the guest pick as well um Canadian guy super super nice dude knows his shit he reached out to me uh via my boy Christian Christian uh message him on on Twitter and let him know like hey you know MMA takes my boy Brian knows everything there is about audio i think i brought this up we had a nice little audio conversation i kind of steered him towards what mic to get and what my setup was like and you know i'm a big fucking dork when it comes to this stuff So that was the initial thing. He started following me, and then, you know, we just exchanging likes. You know, I like your stuff. You like my stuff. And then he did, like, a marathon. Uh, What day was that? I don't remember what day. December 28th. There it is. I have it in my uh, DMs right here. December 28th, he did a marathon where he brought on. It was, like, nine hours, and every half hour he brought on different cappers. So he had me on at 730, I believe it was. We did a half hour. First time ever talking to him besides, you know, uh, audio stuff. Face-to-face. Great guy. Hopefully I'll get him on to do a Pickle with me. He does an like hour-and-a-half-long breakdowns. Like He really gets into it. The guy watches film, and listen, I mean, there's a lot of cappers out there. There's a lot of talented guys. There's a lot of guys um, that are very good at what they do. I, I'm i in the category, I categorize myself as I know the sport because I've been watching it forever. I see every fight. I have a really good memory. I remember a lot of fights. I rewatch fights, but I also try to bring entertainment. Like I don't want to break down every single fight. Like to the T, I try to bring a little bit of comedy with it, a little bit of jokes. Um, but also, MMA Lock in the Night, he does he breaks it down, and in, in, in he's probably without question the hardest working capper there is. I would imagine he's always pumping out content, he's always doing something new. He has his own, he does his own uh, cha- pick 'em challenge or something. I've never participated, I forget what it's called. Go to his Twitter if you're interested. You know, there's all these different levels. You can pay twenty five bucks, hundred bucks, five hundred bucks for the big game. Essentially, I, I guess you guys pick a card, and whoever whoever wins, whoever picks the right fights. Now, again, not really sure how it works. Out. I've never done it, but super super awesome guy. Hopped on with him. We had a lovely chat about you know my year in betting and and what I did. I I, I looked up my numbers on FanDuel. I'm up seventeen units this year, which is pretty good. I I had a rough go at it. In the, pretty much like right in the middle of COVID, I, I wasn't hitting much, and then at the end of the year I started hitting some props, um, that really helped me out. But uh, yeah, that was really cool. So go to his go to his YouTube MMA, um, MMA Locking the Night on his YouTube. Follow him obviously, and then uh, yeah, I pop on around uh, I guess like what seven seven hours in, you'll see me pop up. I think in the I think he time stamped it in the descriptions. I mean, watch the whole show. It's 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 a quiet. It's nine hours. Watch the whole fucking thing. But if you want to see this fucking beautiful moon pie face. Um, yeah, just, just go ahead and hop on down to the, the seven minute, seven hour mark. And, uh, you'll see me. All right. So we had the award show. Yeah. Awesome award show. And I haven't announced the winners yet. Uh, the poll ended. I I just put it on Twitter. Um, did not get as many votes as I would liked. Right. Uh, My follower count is going up a little bit. I like to see a little more interaction, but you know what it is. It is what it is. Oh, another thing. Um, my wife and I watched Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer's New Year's Eve show where Tom Segura um, broke his fucking arm trying to dunk. It was wild. And my daughter was sleeping on the couch with her arm kind of like behind her or whatever. And uh, and it looked like the way Tom fell. So I tweeted at Burt. Burt retweeted it. I got like 1,500 likes on this tweet, right? My adorable daughter, right? Adorable likes. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Burt is kind of you know friends with joe maybe a lot of people that follow Bert or mma got yeah i'm like okay i got literally 1500 something fucking likes on this thing couple retweets okay let's get some no one new follower how do people get followers on this fucking platform it's unbelievable twitter is so hard to get followers fucking on but i love it i love the uh I love the platform of Twitter. I mean, I, I prefer it over anything else. I don't I just don't know why. I just I just do. But anyway, we'll get to the awards. The Twitter fingers award. So we nominated the guys who we thought were the best on social media. I know it's Twitter Fingers, but um, you know, Instagram was involved with that as well. I guess people do Facebook. You know, I'm not uh I'm not real on anything else besides those three. Um so it was Darren Till, John Jones, Kobe, Covington, and Izzy. First place was Darren Till. I think we all knew saw that coming. Darren Till is the winner. The MMA Takes winner of Twitter Fingers Award. His social media game is, was on point this year. He was, you know, incredible and funny and crude and just didn't give a fuck. John Jones came in second. John Jones is just cutthroat. That dude just says how he feels and he's fucking vicious. He'll, he'll cut you to the bone, man. Kobe uh, Covington got 0% because I think people read between the lines they notice that his stick is a stick, and they're like, "I'm fucking tired of this guy." And then Izzy, my boy Izzy, got 12.5 percent of the votes. He came in third. I thought Izzy had a pretty good run on social media this year as well. Um, but yeah, Darren Till takes it uh, kind of in a landslide, I guess, because that was um, yeah, that was that was kind of a no brainer though. Darren Till is is exceptional on Twitter and Instagram. All right, the next word is I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. In the world uh award excuse me i'm not mad i'm just disappointed. award this was who the most disappointing fighter figure whatever that disappointed you the most a lot of these categories kind of you know I, I i i created some of these tim pitch some Devin pitch some um a lot of them kind of maybe blended together just a little bit that we'll, we'll correct that for next year like tony ferguson could have been like in five of these categories and um i think he got nominated at least twice but yeah i mean uh, we'll try to straighten that out next year. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the fault on that one. A lot of these categories were kind of blended kind of closely together by me. All right, next up. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just Word, the, the word. Tony Ferguson won 62.5% of the vote. He had a pretty disappointing year. Listen, lost to Gaethje, didn't handle the loss. Well, um, blamed it on his coaches, went and got new coaches and then fought uh, Charles Oliveira. Got absolutely starts to not fight. Blamed his corner again, saying that he didn't have coaches there. I don't know what this guy's doing. You know what I mean? I just don't like the way he's handling it. Clearly most disappointing for a guy that was going to fight for the title, uh, was former interim champion or whatever. And then I'm kind of glad we got saved the Khabib fight because Khabib would have fucking smoked this guy. And that was a fight that we all, uh, everyone in MMA, were getting little fucking boners about. Like, I'm glad that fight didn't happen because we kind of knew we saw what would happen, right? I still would like to see it happen, though. Uh, Kevin Lee got 0% of the votes. MMA Media got 25% of the votes. MMA Media, to me, the Dana White video, plus some of the things I follow, you know, uh, some of them were just unbearable this year. They still are unbearable. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a no-brainer. And Dom Reyes. Dom Reyes lost Tim a lot of fucking money. He had that horrible performance versus Jan Blachowicz. I think it cost him anywhere from seventy to hundred grand on uh, DraftKings. He got twelve point five percent. So Tony Ferguson won. uh, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in the world. Tony. I'd love for you to come on and tell me how much I suck and how much you hate me and whatever crazy nonsense you have on. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to accept it. Um, I will DM you and tell you that you won the award. Congratulations, Tony Ferguson. All right, the Mighty Underdog Award uh, win of the year. So the biggest underdog win of the year, in our opinion. Shannon Dobson had probably, I think she held the record for the biggest underdog win when she uh, when she won earlier this year. But, um, you know, it, it was a very insignificant fight. Uh, so Jan Blahoe, or excuse me, Cheeto Vera won. Fifty-seven point one percent of votes were on Cheeto Vera over Sean O'Malley. Is a big underdog win hurts me because I love O'Malley, um, but that was a solid pick. I mean, Cheeto was probably in the high twos. And uh, he made it look easy. I mean, put Sean O'Malley out in the first round. Brian Ortega was nominated as well. He got zero, uh, 0% of the votes. And then Roxy Montefiore was my nomination. She got 28.6% of the votes beating Macy Barber earlier in the year. Amazing performance. A lot of people may be, Oh, Macy got hurt. And this and that Roxy's, you know, has been up and down the UFC since that big win. But, um, I think Macy Barber is a very talented girl. So uh, without question, I had have been on there. That was my vote. But uh, came in second. And then Jan over Dom Reyes. 14.3%. So Chito Vera won Underdog Winner of the Year. Congratulations, Chito. Uh, We'll give you, we'll send you the award, man. Whatever you want, dude. Whatever you want. I mean, I don't, I don't, I have nothing to give you, but I'll give it to you. Hey, pussy, you still there? One of my more proud uh, uh, award names. You know, hey, pussy, you still there? Famous. Famous John Jones asking DC on the on the press co- or on ESPN when the in between their their TV hits. You know, hey you still there. It's so a feud of the year. Um I nominated Mike Perry versus himself. originally it was Mike Perry versus the fat old dude at Applebee's that he knocked out. But literally as we were recording, Mike Perry kicked the door and cut his leg up pretty bad, uh, drunk or whatever. So yeah, Mike Perry versus himself. Um that one, you're the champion, Mike Perry. Congratulations. The Feud of the years with yourself. I know we make jokes about it, but I think the guy actually needs help. Um You know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Izzy Costa and then Dana White Media. Dana White Media came in second at 33.3%. This was a close race. And then Izzy Costa got 22.2, and the DC Stipe got 0% <clears throat> of the vote. Tim was very convinced. DC Stipe was a really good feud. It was a trilogy I agree with him. It really was like, it. mean, it was a competitive feud. It wasn't like bad blood feud like Izzy Costa or Dana White, the media, which is, you know, they hate each other. It was, it was a respectful feud, but you got three high-level fights and you, you got three high-level matchups at heavyweight, which you don't see a lot. So um, <clears throat> I I respect him uh, putting that in there, but, yeah, he got zero votes. But Mike Perry versus himself did win. Mike Perry, congratulations. You just had a baby boy. Um, But I know you're probably more proud of winning this award. Congratulations, Mike Perry. Next up, the Torpedo Award. Biggest fall from Grace, a guy who just fucking nosedived his career this year. Um, We had four nominees. Tyron Woodley won. That was my nominee. I was actually a little surprised, but I had 37.5% of the votes. Tyron Woodley won. The guy just, just doesn't have it anymore. This guy is incredibly athletic, good wrestler, good power, good chin, um, is a black butt on the ground, is is a fucking super talented fighter when he fights. And he's proven that he's a former champion. He's defended the belt. He's fought some of the best guys in the division. He's laid some eggs before, but he just he literally has not hasn't won around. And like I think Devin said it, like 25 rounds or something. The guy just can't win around. Um it's absolutely insane that how 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 bad he has gotten Obviously, it's a mental thing. It's not. Uh, if you hear my baby crying in the background, I apologize. She's getting a bath right now. But um, Tyron Woodley, fall from grace, big time, 37 points. Congratulations, Ty- Tyron. I know this is an award you want to win. And then Tony Ferguson from Marlon Moraes tied at 25%. Both those guys, again, former interim champ, former guy who was on a 12-fight winning streak, losing two this year, Marlon Moraes Hasn't looked the same since Cejudo. He squeaked out a win against Auto, Even though a lot of people thought he lost. Um, knocked out by Sanhagen, knocked out uh, by Ralph Font. And then Tim had Max Holloway. A lot of people didn't agree with him. 12.5% vote. I know Devin is, is a big Max guy. Um, Tim, just his explanation was, hey, listen, this is a guy that was good at going for champ champ and was champ, and now he can't win a fight. And uh, I get it. That's the definition of fall from grace. But it isn't as, as a big as a fall as some of these other guys, right? He's not getting put out. Um and he's uh you know he's hanging around. We'll see what the, what he looks like cater We'll break down that quite fight card here in a minute. You should be traded award. <clears throat> One of the awards I'm more proud of. I I love a good MMA trade. Um, it's only happened really once essentially. I mean, kinda with with Chandler. Even though Ch- it's a lot of free agencies, right? As opposed to trading, I think a lot of more organizations should should trade fighters i mean i think it, it would add a lot to the sport i think it'd be a lot cooler the mighty mouse ben Askren trade was it obviously worked out for one fc because ben Askren won one fight in the fc had some memorable mm-hmm. knockouts or got knocked out choked out whatever and then literally retired um so that obviously in mighty mouse johnson i believe was champion over there so that obviously won for them uh but you should be traded where this the criteria was essentially fighters that are probably making way too much money who will never be champion, and maybe you want to see you get rid of him. My nominee is Derek Lewis. He got zero percent of the votes. I think Derek Lewis is a very average heavyweight. I know people love him. I know he's funny, Um, but I just I just find him unappealing. I just don't like his style. I don't think he's very good. Never have. He has tremendous knockout power. His ground game is is troublesome. He's fighting Curtis Blaze again. They rebooked that fight. That's going to be a problem for him. I said to trade him for Tabata over Steve Maury, who is an upcoming up and coming heavyweight. You're getting rid of a huge payroll for a guy who's probably going to come and make him 25, 25, 50, 50 maybe, and uh, with tremendous upside. We don't know what that guy has yet. We have already seen what Derek Lewis has. I just don't see him being a champion. Uh, but Tony Ferguson won, 50% of the vote. Tony Ferguson, you should be traded award. Um, I believe uh, a gentleman named Matt Helberg, Helbig, he was chatting up all night. We really appreciate when people interact in the chat. Um, oh, I always read your comments. I always put it on the screen. Um, he, I think he nominated Tony. I think he said, you know, let's get Tony out of there. If, if I can't, I can't remember. I haven't listened to the podcast back, but I think it was he was the one that maybe um, nominated Tony. But I can't remember. Anyway, Tony won fifty percent of the vote. Marlon Rice came in second. Josie Aldo, get rid of any of these guys and get AJ McKee over in the UFC. I would even like to see the Pitbull brothers in the UFC. I really would like to see how the the forty Patricio Patricio how good he is. He runs his mouth on Twitter a lot. I know he's talented. I know he's good in Bellator, but I want to see him against the best at 45, 55 in the UFC. Um, yes, he hasn't won over Michael Chandler. It was, it was, it was a knockout, but it was also, you know, not a fluke knockout, but it was definitely one of those um it was definitely one of those knockouts where it's like, okay, he got caught, right? Let's run it back type deal. Now the Chandler's in the UFC. I would love to see the pit bulls in the in the UFC, but I don't think that's going to happen. UFC is going to hang on, or excuse me, Bellator is going to hang on to them no matter what. But listen, if they're like, hey, we'll trade you Jose and Marlon and Derek Lewis, you give us Agent McKee, I'd be completely happy with that. All right, who the fuck is this guy? Rookie of the year, Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is this guy? I mean, it's iconic. I mean, there's a lot of guys, rookie debuts of this year who surprised my nominee was Yuri Perhasga. He came in third. Jami'ev got second and Ilya Topora got first uh first votes at 44.4% of the vote. Ilya Topora um 2-0. I believe he was a, he was an underdog against the law um and then the second fight I uh maybe he fought uh, God, I can't remember. Why can I? My my brain's mush. He's looked fucking fantastic. He looks like a real problem. That's right. He knocked out Damon Jackson. What am I talking about? Uh, Tapor's looked really good. I think he's a solid side kid. He's super young. He's got good cardio. He's got good ground game. His boxing's coming a long way. He obviously has power. Uh, I'm excited about that. But Yuri Prohaska, to me, knocking out Volkan Ozemir, that was a big, big fucking statement. I wish Yuri fought one more time by the end of the year uh, to kind of maybe put a stamp on that. But, that really sticks out to me in that division. He's fighting Namre is next. Uh, I love that fight. Brandon Roval got nominated as well. He got 0% of the votes. That's a little shocking. And then Chemaev got 33.3%. Came in second. Obviously, Chemaev is he's lighting the world on fire. Everyone loves his kid. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I want to see more of him. I want to see what, what he's got. I'm not a fan right now. I'm the first to admit it. I am a Chemaev hater. Uh, and, um, notable, notable hater, and, uh, you know, I'll smash you, brother, 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 I smash you, I fight every weekend, what is it, 185, 170, I smash, and then he pulls out, cause, you know, he's got COVID in his lungs or whatever, I mean, I, come on, man, come on, man, you got COVID in December, you can't fight in fucking January, come on, man, hey, what's up, man, Ugh. caffeine, is my best friend. All right, next up. The Hawani. you disgust me a word. This word, I should have explained it a little better than I did. Tim was a little confused. Devin was a little confused. I should have explained it better on air. So Hawani, if you listen to the show, if you're a lawyer listening to the show, he disgusts me. I do not like Hawani. I used to. I do not like him anymore. I think he's a scumbag. I think he's a snake. I think all the, I think he's everything wrong with MMA media. I think he's the face of MMA media, and we need to get a new face. I mean, that's just point blank, period. So the name is just in honor of him for being the most disgusting guy in MMA. So it's the Errol Helwani You Disgust Me Award. It's just an award named after Errol Helwani. Um Got a little confusing there. I should have explained it better. Anyway, Max Rokoff uh, won it 44.4%. That was my nominee. Poor Max. I think this guy's got a lot of talent, but when you have me going around town, saying, telling everyone that you're the best in the world and fucking put your bank money on it and, and you go out there and, and uh, you just quit on me. That's just, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, you know. Dom uh, Reyes and MMA rest both got 11.1% of the vote. They tied Dom um, Reyes again. That was, th- this This could have went with a disappointing category. You know, again, there's there's some categories that, uh, that kind of intersected. The MMA judges came in second, 33.3%. Chris Lee, in particular, was really bad. Devin had some problems with some of the refs this year with Tyone. Um, but the judges, in my opinion, are way worse than the refs uh, in this sport. In the 2020 fighter, I would once think I can fight. So this is just someone maybe you have a problem with, who you think you can win in a fight, beat in a fight, whatever. Listen, I'm not going to suggest anyone fight a professional MMA athlete. Um, a professional fighter, excuse me, they're going to smoke it, right? This is a couch potato guy with a microphone talking shit. It's fun, right? Um, to hypothesize who you're going to fight. I picked Chase Hooper. He obviously won. I, I think if I spar Chase Hooper, I think I'm, I'm getting him. And I'm and I'm and that's not facetious. If we sparred, I'm getting him. We go to the ground, he's taking my fucking neck, leg, arm, whatever he wants home. I think I'm getting him on, on the feet though. And that's just, that's just facts. I'm too big, too strong. I've trained before. I'm getting Chase Hooper. But, He's got me in the ground. Sorry, Chase. True. I'm going to DM you. You won the award. Congratulations. Dom crew. He got 37.5% of, uh, of the picks. Luke Rockhold, O'Malley both got 25% of the vote. Um, Devin nominate Rockhold. Rockhold's got chin issues. He's a fucking beast of a fighter. He can kick you in your face. He can, he can, he can beat 99.9% of the men on this world. It just, when he gets in there with another trained fighter, professional fighter, you know, he's got a little bit of a chin issue. Sean O'Malley, pure hatred, from the boys nominated o'malley i believe tim nominated him and then dom cruz dom cruz got the last of it 12.5% i just don't like dom cruz's commentary i think he's a little bit of a weasel a little bit of a rat and uh yeah that's it that's the uh that's the award show so i'm going to dm all these fighters let them know they won i'm sure they're all going to be grateful um hopefully we can get them all i don't i'm not a guest guy i've told you that i don't really in the, the beginning of the podcast all i wanted to do was guess 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 dm 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 now it's like you know what We get him. we get him. We don't, we don't. Um, I don't want to censor myself because I think maybe I'll have a guest on. Like I kind of did that with Brock Weaver. I knew Brock Weaver was a religious guy. Um, So I was like trying to like tiptoe around some of these questions I wanted to ask him. And then he kind of got exposed with the dog fighting thing. And then it's like, you know, I I don't have a problem with religious people. If you're a religious person, that is absolutely fine. But as an interviewer, if that's what I was going to be, um, I I felt like I was being pigeonholed, um, by some of the questions because I didn't want to cuss or offend him, or whatever. And I said, "Fuck that," you know what I mean. Be me, do me, like you know what I mean. Like I'm not Howard Stern, but Howard Stern doesn't tiptoe around fucking anybody, you know. And he goes in there and he's gonna ask questions to anybody. He'll ask fucking the biggest movies in the world. How big is your dick, you know what I mean? Like, so it's lessons to be learned there. I, I, that's when I realized I didn't want to be an interviewer of fighters because. I'm handicapping fights, I'm picking fights, I'm picking against people, I'm saying a lot of bad things about people, but I, these are the things I will say to the face as well, I'll say it to them on Zoom, I'll say it to them on Skype if they want to come on, whatever, I have no problem with that, um, I don't think I'm overly critical, uh, I do have some bones out there, I do have some grudges for no reason, like uh, Jimmy Crute, he's a great fighter, but I've, I've lost money on him, He screwed me over, so uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, uh, he, he he's in my doghouse, I love to have that Aussie on, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! just big gulps for your boy sucking them down all right so we're going to preview the things um the cards that are coming up uh some of the fights that just got announced were Murphy versus Douglas Silva DeAndre added to UFC 20 I like that fight a lot Larry Murphy's a solid fucking dude Mike Tyson Jake Paul Grief Floyd Mayweather uh, destroy Louis Mayweather or excuse me Floyd Mayweather uh, Logan Paul yeah no shit why uh, why are we even talking about this? Like, why is that even like, yeah, that's the most obvious thing in the world. Of course. Um, you know, and that's, uh, that's about it with the announcings right? Anthony Pettis sign with PFL kind of hate that signing. If I'm being honest, with you do would stick around the UFC, but get paid kid. Get paid. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the, the most recent stuff. So let's dive into UFC fight Island seven. Saturday, January sixteenth. I believe it starts at noon. Uh, main cards at three on ABC, and I believe the January twentieth card, which is uh, a week from this Wednesday, is eight a.m. Eastern time. I think um, I said that on the podcast. I have to get confirmation on that. Maybe, maybe when I when I let me let me before we go, let's see if I can. Okay, fine island eight. Yeah, 6, whoa, whoa, 6 p.m. Oh, okay, 6 p.m. Maybe I don't need to take the day off. Someone lied to me, baby, baby. Okay, yeah, I thought that was 8 a.m. Uh, excuse me, I'm giving false information out there. I'm going to get one of those, what Trump gets on Twitter, on the, you know, the, whatever he says isn't real. I'm going to fucking get that on this podcast because I'm giving out fake facts. Uh, This card stacked. Listen, typology's actually been... Kind of sleeping behind the wheel a little bit. I don't know if, if their full staff has returned from uh, from uh, um, from uh, New Year's yet. But, um, yeah, uh, well, okay, the card's clean up now. Before they had, the, when I looked at it earlier, they had a bunch of fights that still weren't on this card. And uh, I don't know why they don't move some of these to that Wednesday card. Oh, well. Ricky Simone's getting a new guy. He's supposed to fight Brian Kellner. Brian, Brian Kellenher had a false positive COVID test. He was supposed to fight. He is fighting Gantano Perillo. This guy is from Belgium, born out of Italy, fighting out of Belgium, coming up to 145, I believe he's a band weight, short notice, last fought in October, obviously UFC debut. Um, looks, I don't know anything about this guy. I haven't looked up any tape on him. Again, this is just going to be kind of a loose preview of what I feel about some of the fights. We're not going to touch on every fight. This guy's got some decent knockouts on his record. He's got a lot of losses by submission, though. Um, two by rear naked choke, one by heel hook. But it looks like he's a striker coming from Belgium. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just one of those fucking sick kickboxers. He looks pretty ripped up in the picture. 15-5-1, decent little record. A lot of his uh, losses come by the by the way of ground. Ricky Simone is a fucking bulldozer, though. Ricky Simone's going to take you down. He's going to take you down and fucking and, and try to fuck you up. I don't think his submission game is world-class, but uh, I do think he's going to take it down, and, and that looks like that might be a problem for Gattiano Parello. Uh, Yanyan Wu versus Jocelyn Edwards. Cool. Uh, <laughs> again, I'm not going to go every fight. Nasirim Imanov versus Phil Hawes. I love this fight. A lot of people are excited about this fight. Nasiriv, if I'm pronouncing him right. Nasiridiv Imanov, 9-2, France, coming out of, uh, excuse me, fighting out of France, but born in Dagestan, Russia, Made his UFC debut against Jordan Williams. He fucked Jordan Williams up the entire fight. Jordan Williams, tough, tough kid. Hung in there. Um, he's got a lot of fights, or excuse me, got a lot of wins. All different kind of ways. Um, he's got two ugly losses, but Phil Hawes is, is just so powerful. Um, people think Phil Hawes is just this crazy one-punch knockout guy, which he is. But he's a fucking sick wrestler. Like, sick wrestler. Um, so... I'm leaning Hawes in that fight. Uh, I don't, I'm not looking any lines up, guys, um, just simply based on, on uh, my eyeballs right now. We're going to do a full breakdown. <clears throat> I believe the first two cards of the year we're going to do with Devin and Tim. Full breakdown on all these fights, but I'm leaning Hawes. Uh, you know, people can question his toughness, right? It, it, when, Imanov can get in there and get dirty. He's good on the ground, good stand-up, right? He can make it ugly. Can Hawes survive an ugly fight? He hasn't too, yet, right? Um, if you make it ugly with him, it, it could get ugly for him. Um, but I think Hawes is just a freak, freak right now, and I think he has a lot more skills than what he has shown with the with the crazy knockout power. I think he's, um, I think he has that, but I also think he's a lot more well around. I think we give him. No one's giving him a credit for Davis Juan versus Ramazan I- I- Imanov. Eh, we're okay there. Uh, Nick Lentz versus Mike Grundy battle of the grapplers. That's going to be a wrestle fuck that. I think Nick Lentz is probably going to maybe turn into a stand up. Nick Lentz has got a sneaky high kick. I know he's almost lost his eyes, been out for a little bit. I kind of like this fight. This could be a tough fight to pick. Don't know any line. Off the top of my head, maybe Grundy. I don't know. Grundy's coming off a loss. I don't really know where to place this line. I think it's going to be very, very close line. Um, I think Nick Lentz, though, just has the cardio advantage. Um, and that's surprising because he doesn't have the best cardio. But Grundy does get tired, wrestling heavy. And I think Nick Lentz has the better stand-up. I think he's got that sneaky kick that could, uh, that could really uh, hurt Mike Grundy. Pole. now he over to Tukulov. Dusko is the only man to knock out, uh, Michelle Pellera. He came from the contender series. He won, uh, um, contender series. He beat Teddy Ashton, then grinded and pound over to Quan A lot of canceled fights on this kid. Teneno, uh, I believe, I don't know, is he Russian? I don't want to say he's Russian. Serbia, can't say Russian with those guys. They'll fucking kill you. Um, and Pelleleja Serrano is, is, a, is a, solid fucking kid as well. Coming out of stream with tour. Good, good boxing. Good on the ground. Um, that's gonna be a fucking banger of a fight. Highlight that. That fight's sick. Jacob Kilburn versus Lingo. I don't think either guy should be in the UFC. I think Kilburn stinks. Lingos, nah. Um, that fight should be. First off, it shouldn't be in the UFC. And if it's on this fight, keep put it first, right? Let's all ease into it. Samurice versus uh, Vanessa Mello. I love that fight. Samurice has the weirdest record at six and six, but um, yeah, uh, you know, ten and eight, six and six. Yeah, what are you going to do? Right? Justin Taffa versus Carlos Felipe. Felipe, I do not like. I think the guy stinks. Justin is a big, big powerful boy. Uh Ty Two looked pretty good his last time out. Maybe uh Taffa's training just as hard as Ty did his last time out. Uh I like Taffa in this fight over Felipe. Felipe, though, is one of those weird guys where he could win. I don't know. I just I just don't like his style. I think uh he's nine in one. I just he's not one of my guys. Matt Brown versus Carlos Connor. Awesome fight. Old Matt Brown, you know, you never never mess with a man's dip from the Fire. This fight needed to happen five years ago. I'm glad it's happening now. Carlos Condit on his fight back from his uh, retirement, so to speak. He looked pretty good against Court McGee. Uh, with all things uh, with all things considered, Court McGee for some reason didn't really wrestle Carlos Condit, which is kind of weird. Matt Brown, a little shaky chin wise as of late. Twenty two and seven. He retired and came back as well. These guys are both kind of in the same boat. I'm leaning Khan. I think Khan has the, the cleaner strike. His chin is not gone. Conner. Carlos Khan has one of the best chins in the entire UFC MMA, whatever. The guy's chin is rock solid. Um, I'm leaning Carlos in that fight. It'd be interesting. to see what the line is. Joaquin Buckley versus Alessio Buckley uh, Buckley's going to be fucking huge favorite in this fight. DiCicchio, a guy I've never really supported, never really got behind. This is a really good matchup from Buckley. I like that Buckley staying active. I think he comes out. I think he puts a pace on Dechico. Dechico is a, a pretty big, strong kid. He wants to grapple you. He wants to. Uh, he wants to clinch with you a lot. I think Buckley has enough power to to avoid that, and he's really athletic and strong as well. <clears throat> Santiago Santiago Ponzinibbio over Jingling Lee, the Leech. Ponzanibo Ponzi's finally fighting. I think this guy is not great. He's twenty seven three. He's almost died with injuries like four times. He comes out. He's gonna look good against the Leech. He's gonna go away for fucking ten more years. I want a little more consistency out of this guy. A lot of people are fucking sucking his dick, thinking he's the most talented guy in the world. Devin, Devin, are you listening? Um, I don't see it, right? I I, I want to see it, and I think the leech is a good test. I think he should win this fight. I think the leech is is fairly well-rounded. He's durable. He's he's good on the feet. He's decent on the ground, and, and, and I think he's tough, and I think he's big as well for the division, so... Ponzi, you got to get a win here, bud. Uh, I hope this isn't the co-main event, but Amari Akhmadov versus Tom Breeze That is saying the co event right now. If I had to pick a co event, it's got to be Carlos Connor Matt Brown. Uh, Joaquin Buckley would be a co- good co-main event, but not Amari Akhmadov versus Tom Breeze. Ekhmadov, again, one-trick pony. He's going to want to take you down. He's going to uh, take you down for as long as he can until he gasses out. Tom Breeze, a guy I've slept on. His entire career, not going to do it. I'm leaning Breeze. Main event, Max Oliver's calvinicated. What we're here for, whew, God, I don't know where. I don't, I, I'm i going to say this for the pick'em. I really don't know where I'm going on this fight. I believe Cater is a slight underdog here. I think he's in the plus money. Great boxing, Max Holloway. They just did a stat where he's like the most hittable fighter that hasn't been dropped yet. How long can he sustain that? I know he's fairly young. His output is, is tremendous. Cater's look good going 3-5 hard. You know, he's, he's, he's been three hard rounds. You know, it doesn't look like he's going to get tired. I believe his last fight was a five-round fight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, where, where are we at here? Topology. Sent me to the bottom. Yeah, his last fight, Danny Gay. Uh, was that a five-round fight, right? Yeah, five-round. Looked tremendous. Did not slow down at all, Danny. They both showed incredible toughness. Um, Holloway is a different kind of guy, though. Holloway likes to put a pace on you, um, but you know he slowed down. Holloway slowed. Holloway would have won that fight against Oxy if he didn't slow down. I know he had to train via Zoom. I know COVID really affected uh, the way he trained in Hawaii. I don't know if that's the case this time. I also am a little afraid that Max might be a little distracted nowadays. Right? He's got the partnership with Facebook Gaming. He's a gamer now. He's got that hot new girlfriend. Um. I know Max is an athlete. I know he wants to get it back. I know he's a competitive motherfucker, and he, and he wants that belt back. And he has an argument to run it back a third time with, with Volkanovski. They're thankfully moving the vision along. But if he goes out there and he, and he beats Calvin uh, like he beats most of the people, um, he's in that mix again. But I, I just I don't know. I'm really, really high on Calvin Cato. Calvin Cato from Folk, Boston, Mass. All right, let's go to the Wednesday card. We'll go main event down. Let me take a little drink here. Ah, so good. So good when it hits your lips. Michael Chiesa versus Neil Magny main event. I'm a little lukewarm on this main event. It was supposed to be Chimaev of Edwards. Um Kiesa and Magny, they're very similar. Body lengths, body builds, similar fighting style. I think Magny probably has a little bit an edge in uh, stand-up. I think Chiesa has an edge on the ground. Uh, submission wise, Kiesa's look great at 170. He's looked energized. He's looked big. He looks strong. Neil is a cardio machine. Uh, obviously, I don't know if Kiesa can go five rounds. I don't think he's ever been five rounds at 155. Definitely not at 170. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested in this fight to see how it plays out. I'm leaning Kiesa right now because I do think. When Magny has been put on the ground, a of the RDA fight against a really good submission wizard, there's times where he can give it up. And I think Kiesa, he gets your back, he gets your neck, he gets your arm, he can take it home. He's he's that talented on the ground. He's a little underrated on the ground I think he's that good. Uh, Lerone Murphy versus Douglas Andrade. That's a great fight. That's uh, they don't have anything co main main event yet. They're still building this car, but that's a fantastic fucking fight right there. Jerome Rivera versus uh, Francisco Navazari. Sure. Roxanne Monafari versus Vivian Ardruo. Love that fight. Vivian's a heavy handed woman. Roxy. I'm always rooting for Roxy at this point. Ike Villeneva versus Vincent Morero. <laughs> Who cares? Victoria Loneto versus Manon Fleurut. Uh, I don't think I know Manon. Do I? I think she made a, I think she got snobbed. Nope. Nope. Never made a UFC debut yet. Um, one loss outside the UFC. It was her first fight uh, ever. A lot of wins by KO. Punches. She's from nice France. Nice. Um, obviously, probably some stand-up, stand-up broad, kickboxing French, kickboxer. Uh, Tyson Man versus Matt Snell. Love that fight. Tyson M, big, big power. Matt Snell. Good power, good submissions, really quick, um, and a little bit of a chin issue, but uh cause he's been knocked out before, but Tyson Am is is in a little bit of a roll right now. Love that fight. Speaking of love fights, Mike Davis, Mason Jones, love this fight. Mason Jones a kid who I heard about maybe a year and a half ago. He popped up on my Instagram. Or people I, you should follow. And I go and I and I you know, I follow this guy and I'm like, okay, Cage Wars. I don't know if he was a champion yet. Um but uh, he became champion. I believe he became double weight champion. I'm not sure if it was 45 or 55 or 55 and 70. Um, I think it was 55 and 70. All the rage, this kid. He's, and I've looked up tape on him. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not overly blown away with him. I think he's very tough. I think he's good in a lot of areas. But Mike Davis is a fucking sharpshooter with boxing. His boxing is is world-class. He hasn't fought in a while. Um, This is at 155. Mike Davis used to fight at 45. If you look at Mike Davis on social media, I follow both of you guys. Mike Davis is fucking bricked up. He he took some time off to really put on some weight. I think he got COVID as well, Um, but he put on some weight, and this is going to be a fucking banger of a fight. Um, I'm high on Mason Jones just because yeah, uh, England, uh, Cage Warriors, they usually, if, if there's a guy, you know, double champion over there, uh, Conor McGregor, several others, they typically go pretty well in the UFC. And, uh, and Cage Warriors over there, they, they they provide some some solid talent. Mason Jones is a guy that a lot of people are big on. Uh, and Mike Davis, I think it's a really good fight for him. Because Mike Davis, I think, is on the cusp of being a guy at 155 that no one wants to fight. Right, he needs to be a little more active. His ground game is a big question mark, but his boxing is, is so good. His power is really, really good. Uh, Mason Jones has looked a little wild in there at times. I'm really curious to uh see what he does, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that fight. All right, Sumajari versus Saruk Adasatsa. I do not who, know who this Saruk is. Awesome pitcher. Where's he from? Uh, he's from uh, Brook, fighting out of Brooklyn, New York. Born out of Uzbekistan, got a great look to him. He's a flyweight. Um, he made his UFC debut and got knocked out by uh, Tyson Nam. I should have remember that. He's three and two, and he's in the UFC. I don't understand that. Like, is he? Is he like a? Is this guy like a former? He's got to be a champion either in kickboxing or sambo. It says kickboxing, combat sambo. I do not know much about this guy. He fought in Bellator as well. Had three wins in Bellator. Left. And then got knocked out by Tyson Tyson Am in 30 seconds in the uh, first round. So three and two is not a great look there, but Sue Majar, this guy's tough as they come. Um and uh yeah, I mean he knocked out Malcolm Gordon in that first round and uh last time out now that's good. Dolce Bungwa, Fucking that over Marcus Perez. Eh. Wally Alvarez, Munoz Lelez, Lelez taking this fight on short notice. I love it. Wally Alvarez, a guy who doesn't fight all that often, but he's a fucking solid dude. Good grappling. Has a win over Colby Covington. Strong. His chokes are really, really good. His last fight was uh, November 19th. Got choked out by Randy Brown. Knocked out Sergio Morais. And then I uh, got knocked out by James Krause in 2018. Uh, hasn't been the most active guy, but he's fought some tough dudes. Fought Kamara Uzman to a decision, Brian Barberina. Hasn't won over Colby Covington. Hasn't won over Alan Joe Ban. Um, you know, the, the James Krause is an ugly loss. You know, I, what, how old is he? He's only 30. God, I thought he would be 38. I was going to say 38 before I looked. He's 30. This is a dude that was on the Ultimate Fighter, uh, one of the Brazilian seasons on the Ultimate Fighter. That is crazy that he's only 30. 13-4. Uh, I love that fight. Manu Lelez is a guy who I recommend as day, Rookie of the Year. He beat Abdul Rahal Khazan, who, who is a solid dude, but who got slept by chaos. He's also got a win over Sasha Plakinov, who uh, beat the Kosi, one of the Kosi brothers. This kid's legit. This kid, uh, Lelez, has is, is got some real sneaky, um, some strikes, and, and I'm really, the sniper's his nickname, which I fucking love. I love that he's taking this fight on short notice. This is why I, I like the matchup for him. A vet in uh in Warley Alvarez, your second fight. Uh, I, I, I I couldn't be happier. USC 257, boys, Conor McGregor. I ordered if you follow me on Twitter, MMA takes podcast on Twitter. I ordered uh, I love roots of fight when I was in Vegas many, god, many years ago, 2011 maybe is when I went, 2012, 2011, uh, January. So it might have just turned 2012 when I went last time I went, and uh, they had this Las Vegas fight shop, right? And um, I went in there, and there was this whole section of Roots of Fight, and I was like, hey, what's this? And I was there looking at, like, Ruka stuff, like RVCA, like the fucking BJ Penn stuff. And I, I listen, I'm an MMA guy. I love my MMA. I've never worn Affliction, and i never worn Tap Out. So save your jokes. Save them. Never worn it. Okay? All right? Um, I mean, listen, I, I've had some style mishaps in the past, 100%. But I never wore those. Um, but I go and I'm like, what, what, what's this? And the guy's like, oh, that's Roots of Fight. This old guy who's like who runs and he goes, they're a Canadian company. And I went and they had like the fucking sickest shirts. Like these Tyson shirts. My wife still wears the one Tyson. I can't fit anymore. My fat ass can't fit anymore. She wears a Tyson shirt. I bought a hoodie. I, bought, I spent all my money. Um, unreal stuff. So I've been with Roots of Fight forever. They came out with the Conor McGregor line. A couple T-shirts. I got a sick, Fucking t-shirt. I'm hoping it gets here before the fights. Um, because I'm a McGregor guy, okay? And this is a big fight. Con McGregor, Dustin Poire, amazing, amazing fight. Co-main event, Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. Ooh, Fuck. That co-main and main event just getting me rock hard. And guess what? Dick's going down now because Jessica I versus Joanne one I love Jojo. Jojo's the sweetest can be, but Jessica I, Barf City. Ugh. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. Uh, Shane Burvick versus Hakeem Daladou. Awesome fight. Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Hibas. Awesome fight. Brad Tavares versus Antonio Carlos Jr. Save it. His name Shoeface. Oh, uh, okay fight. I'm not, I'm not going to get a little crazy about it. Armand Tuscarian versus Nazarat Hapa, Haparas. Awesome fight. Ottoman Nazar versus Matt Travola. Awesome fight. Umar Numan Agmeda versus Sergey Morozovov. Awesome fight. Amir Abiz- 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 Abazi versus Zagi's Zemungalov. These fucking names, I am killing. Okay, fight. Clear Roundtree versus Martin Pracnio If you don't load your fucking bank account on Clear Roundtree, knocking out Pracnio Pracnio is literally a fucking dust. A-, a light breeze knocks this guy out. Clear Roundtree can fucking crack, boys. If you do, I'm not giving a prediction. I'm just telling you right now. If you do not load up on clear round sheet to finish that fight in the first round by knockout, you're a dum-dum. Andrew Sanchez versus Machmud Muradov. I love Machmud. I don't like this matchup for him. Sanchez is, is a tough out, but I like Machmud a lot. Sarah Mann versus Julia Pan. This card is fucking fire. The only two fights I want to talk about is Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler, and we'll get out of here right 50 minutes. God damn, I'm running long. Uh, love this fight. I love the Michael Chandler-Dan Hooker fight. If I had to pick the worst matchup for Michael Chandler, I think it would probably be Charles Oliveira. Second would be Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker's long, lanky. He's got great boxing. Michael Chandler's not the most um, defensive-minded fighter in the world. Dan Hooker's got that knee up the middle. Michael Chandler does have great wrestling, but Dan Hooker's takedown offense has looked pretty good. Um, This is... Uh, a uh, a three-round fight. So Dan Hooker has had some cardio issues in the past. When he went five, he slowed down in the Felder fight. He really slowed down in the Poirier fight. Looks like he's caught his breath a little bit. I I don't think he's going to have a problem going uh, three rounds with Michael Chandler here. This is a tough fight for Chandler, and I love that he jumped right into the fire. Chandler's got big power. He's really explosive. His boxing looks fantastic. Dan Hooker can take it, take it to give it. Um, uh, Michael Chandler does have a good chin. He has been caught before. He has been knocked out before. Um, an incredible an incredible co-main event. I love this fight. I love that they booked it. Um, like I said, I think this is a really bad matchup for Chandler. The Only on the worst one would be Oliveira. I really thought Chandler versus Gaethje. I don't know if, if they tried to book that or not. Maybe Gaethje wasn't ready, but I love this fight. In and the, and the main event, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Rematch from a million years ago, this time at 155. Poirier is a completely different fighter from the first time they fought, not only in size and weight. Um, but the way he fights the problem is is so is Connor Connor is in my opinion. And yes, I'm a Connor guy, but top three best strikers in the UFC. I think his striking is that fucking good. I think the way he reads people and and every shot he throws is precise. He's not winging things out there. If he had better cardio. And maybe better takedown defense as well. But just if he had better cardio, I think he I think he would be the best fighter in the world. I think he slips up sometimes with the cardio. The guy likes to party. The guy likes his liquids. The guy likes maybe a couple other things. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate, but he's a legit dude and people gotta people gotta respect him. And and, and he looks to me in tremendous shape the way he's training. Looks super focused. Obviously I can only see what I can see on fucking Instagram, but um he looks ready he's he's got another kid on the way every time he's training his son's there it's adorable that he was doing a an instagram story and they're watching his sister i think his sister's like an actress and they're watching her like play on the tv or something and off in the corner it was like on christmas morning or something or christmas night whatever off in the corner connor pans to his son who's hitting like a flex bag and like one two moving his head and he looked fucking pretty good for me he's like three and a half four he looked pretty fucking good. Like, I was sick impressed. Like, his kid loves it. And that's awesome. You know, he's, he shows up to the gym with his dad every single day. And uh, he looks like he really, truly loves it. So that's pretty cool. But Poirier, again, a guy you can't sleep on. Um, I mean, obviously, no, I'm, I'm not going to fucking spoil anything. Everyone knows I'm going to ride Connor here. I just told you I, I bought a fucking shirt for him. But Poirier is a guy who, who was definitely mentally and physically has gotten a lot better. But. The one thing that hangs me up on Poirier, right, is um so he goes on these crazy runs and then he gets knocked out by Conor McGregor, right? And then he goes on a crazy run and goes up to 155 and he looks great then he gets knocked out by Michael Johnson. He's on this really good run now. He didn't get knocked out by Khabib, he got submitted by Khabib, but he but um but now he's on this really good run. You know, looked really good against Dan Hooker, he's really rebounded really well. He's looked really good against Justin Gaethje in the past feel like someone's out there is going to find his chin and I think if anyone's going to find his chin it's Conor McGregor I love this fight I love this card I haven't really dove deep into this card until now like the full thing Amar Amar Armand just T- T- oh, fuck 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 I don't have a speech impediment I don't I just can't pronounce his fucking name Armand Tuscarian versus Nasrat Hapras is a fucking banger Otman Azatarian versus Matt Favola I love that fight um, Hebos versus Marina Rodriguez. I love that fight. Burgos versus Daldu. I love that fight. Jessica Ivers Calderwood can fuck off. Um, abaziz versus uh Golov. clear nah. Roundtree versus Praknio. I'm just all in on Roundtree. And then Machman Muradov. Uh, I really like Pina versus uh Juliana Pina versus McCann too. But Machman is a guy I'm actually really really high on. Andrew Sanchez. Awkward style for Rob's fighter. And I I don't know. I don't fucking know, but I can't wait to break it down. I can't wait to win you guys money. First and foremost, for all those people, I actually sold quite a few shirts. I mean, not like a tremendous amount. Um, If if you want to buy a shirt, right, go to MMA takes podcast. There's a a pin tweet linking to my Teespring store. All shirts are 20 bucks. There's one hoodie. That's $30. way teespring works is you pay for it there they ship it to you they print it and uh it's not a cash grab for me they wanted me to list all my shit at like 35 40 bucks i put them 20 and uh all that money's gonna go right back into this this thing i just want to get the name out there if i could give all the shirts out for free i would but unfortunately i can't so uh people have actually bought them and i really really fucking appreciate that's really cool i think i did a with this little break I got, I I, I designed some T-shirts. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking uh Versace here, but you know I'm doing my best. Hey, forget about it. All right, I don't know why I did that at the end there. I love doing, I, I love slipping into an Italian guy. Emma takes Podcast on Twitter. Emma takes Podcast on Instagram. Emma takes Podcast on YouTube. Let's fucking go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor get her down out there. What do you say? Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Oh. Do you see that shit? That's yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.